You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs. I'm terrified right now. There's cameras and lights, and I don't know what to do. Joey, what do you think? I think this is fantastic. I, I kind of like it, too, to be honest. It's a little uncomfortable, a little unnerving, but it was fun to set up, and now there's cameras. Everywhere. Yeah, it was really fun. We have the new studio set up in here. we got a TriCaster. we got cameras. There's there's people watching us. It's it's extremely scary right now. I think it's more the people than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Even though we know everybody, Aaron's making me uncomfortable up in the booth. Up yeah, there. everybody that uh, listened to last week's episode knows uh, Aaron Friedman. He's standing here. He's showing us his, his beautiful stomach and nipples right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. I do want to say... I thought the segment went great last week. The hockey segment, a lot of like yeah. insightful things mm-hmm. went on. The audio, obviously, I got to apologize for the audio. There was something going on with the mic we didn't realize till after the fact. Uh, I do have something to talk about with that though. Chris blamed me for it, and then later realized that it was just an honest. What was the real issue? One of the mics just. I think was, one of the cables was just loose yeah, on the one mic. Of the cables yeah. Was loose. So, so yeah, I apologize. Okay, fine. I publicly apologize to Andy. It Thank wasn't you. his fault. Um, but it was just the first logical conclusion. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I, but anyway, so, uh, th- you know, I apologize for that sound. We're going to have to have Aaron back. Yeah, so I thought course. that was a great yeah, segment. Definitely. I'd love to have him back on. Um, okay, so I apologize for the audio. I felt I really wanted to, like, kill myself all week about it. It really No, I know. Me. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um, listen, guys, we have a new sponsor. And I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I don't care for their their commercial i just don't like it i don't think the product makes sense and so let's play the clip and then we could talk about the product because i just don't think it makes sense but we do appreciate their business all right please the run of the mill everyday headache no not bad enough for a lot of medicine but still bad enough that you want it gone fast please go talk to your father (laughs) introducing excedrin mild headache 35 percent less medicine plus a booster to end everyday headaches fast Oh, what a headache. <laughs> Actually, my headache's gone. This new Excedrin really does work fast. The National Headache Foundation gives it a seal of approval for everyday headaches. New Excedrin mild headache. Wow, that was fast. What? Did he actually say gun? Where, where did he say gun? He said what are you gone. talking about? Oh, gone. gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Why did he say gun? <laughs> to be fair, uh-huh. when I first heard it, I thought she said I could really use a gun right now. <laughs> I did too. Well, like she could. That. Those like, kids are annoying as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't like the, why would you want to take less medicine? Like who cares if you take an aspirin? Oh, it had too much medicine and it made my headache really go away. What, what is the point of mild medicine? It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense at all. But does that not annoy you? Kinda. The kids annoyed me more. Yeah. Oh, it's an an irritating commercial. But that Excedrin money isn't bad though. No. I mean, it helped finance a lot of this equipment that we have in here, but I, I think the second commercial should be a car trip and the kids screaming, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right, but then why the wouldn't you take two Advil instead of taking one 35% less stupid headache medicine? It just doesn't make sense to me. Because the foundation endorses it? I mean, maybe. Whatever, Joe. I, whatever. I don't know. Okay, so the, anyway, so Excedrin, you're out. <laughs> we're done with them. But we're still with, um, with uh, Malaysian Airlines, right? 
uh, was it Malaysia? Asia Air? Asia Air. Asia Air. They're doing better. They're doing better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chesterfield cigarettes as always. Guys, listen, this is going to be an interesting episode because obviously the big news, we, we took a week off basically with like uh, hard-hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge deal in France over the last couple of days. We're going to get into that. Later in the episode, as I mentioned last week, we're going to talk about this cartoon that I watched as a kid, Scruffy. Okay. Uh, I cut it down. It's like an hour thing. I cut it down to like 10, 15 minutes. Nice. And we're going to watch this thing. I watched it when I was a kid and I remember thinking, hey, whoa, this is weird. I got like that weird, you know, that like feeling you get in your stomach where you're like, this is odd. I shouldn't be watching this. Mm-hmm. That's what this cartoon is. Andy's never seen it. No, I haven't. Joey, I've probably talked about it, yeah, but you've never actually ago. seen it. It's horrifying. We're going to break that down. Also, another bit that I think people really enjoy, Joey. Mm-hmm. Is going to read another excerpt from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh yay. people have been loving those. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's a bi- that's a big that deal. Um, are you excited about about that, Joe? Oh yes, I am. I know I, you really enjoyed the last one. I did. My sex Your is sex. just always in my mind. We forgot to do that Instagram video, by the way. What was the Instagram where Joey's going to go into the city and just scream my sex? Oh at people. right, yeah, we should do that. It's fine. We'll we'll get into it at a later date. Yeah, we'll work that in. Um. All right. So the big news story of the week is this Charlie Hebdo shooting that took place in france and um i mean do you guys have any initial thoughts about that i brought the video clip actually of like the what actually went down so we can watch that and then kind of get there's into video it, of it yeah there's some like amateur video that people took of like the shooting and people screaming and stuff didn't like it happen in an office building or am i making they went into the building but this correct. is when they came out oh, oh there's gotcha, footage gotcha, from gotcha. the street and you know it's pretty fucked up but why don't we what how about this why don't we watch it and then we'll we'll get into the discussion about it and, like, all right kind of because broadly, I want to talk more about like why this shit happens. Whatever, we'll get into it. But let, let's take a look at the video real quick. And um, this is a New York Times video. If people are interested in taking a look at it, there's no like actual death in it. Okay, but okay, you know, you get the idea of what went on. You got these two fucking oh, douchers walking around with huge guns. There's a cop on the ground, and uh, one of the gunmen comes over to him, and they're gonna cut away from it, but he shoots him right in the fucking head. Um. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. There's a couple of different angles. It says it's an automatic firearm. There's a voiceover. And you can fucking hear it. I mean, that's crazy. This guy's yelling at somebody to lie down. This guy's saying they're leaving. There they are. This fucking idiot on the streets yelling, God is great. And they're just saying, stay down, stay down, stay down. I mean, it's pretty crazy because you can see them in, like, real time, very close, running yeah. to their cars and disappearing. Oh, my God. Yeah, Picked it's weird, right? Shoes, and now he's out. Yeah, they just pop into this car, and they go. And a fucking Ford Focus. Yeah, is it a Ford Focus? That's what it looks like. Anyway, yeah, um, that's fucking weird that you can actually see it up close like that. Well, and how horrifying for that person shooting the video. I had to <laughs> watch that cop get blasted through the head by a fucking ak-47 at yeah. range all right it's, it's pretty crazy in what fucking world do we live in well somebody thinks god wants him to do this uh well that yeah i mean well that's, that's been happening for yeah. the past since we've been around that's right unbelievable they, they also shouted shouted they avenged the prophet the bad news for these guys is that there is no prophet Did like they can- they're doing this all on speculation that like oh their god wants you to go out and shoot people because you drew a cartoon of muhammad and blah 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 there that's not like there, there's no proof that that's real one way or the other well, so to go out and try to fucking do this type of stuff in the name of the prophet and whatever it's it's, ridiculous. it's absolutely absurd what's the matter your shoes are no i'm just taking my boots off oh, okay all. um so 
what we know so far, four jur- journalists have been named uh, in this thing. The editor and head cartoonist, Stefan Charbonnier. Okay. I'm going to try not to butcher the, butcher names. the names, but <laughs> yeah, it's sure. hard. Uh, and then the other cartoonist, Kabu, Georgia Swolinski, and Bernard Volhak, I guess is how you pronounce it. These guys were killed. They were Charlie Ebdo, Ebdo uh, cartoonists. Mm-hmm. And I have the cartoons that we can look at at the end. Okay. Because I, I will say this, because I saw online like – some people were criticizing people for like getting jumping on board kind of like after the fact. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause I, I didn't know about this magazine. I didn't no. know this was a thing that was going on. No, I didn't either. Um, but it's frustrating because now looking at the cartoons, you go, wow, these guys are really going for it. Like yeah. they, they really were kind of fearless in what they were doing. And I think it's important that, we now repost these cartoons all yeah. over the place. It's like, this should have a backfire effect on these guys. Did they, they didn't, catch them yet right they w- two of them are still on the loose one of them the youngest one i have their names the two two brothers are still at large right saeed and sharif uh kuwache i guess is how you pronounce it who have been on like a watch list i guess yeah too. they've been on a watch list one of them has been in jail for yeah. terrorism before and, and to the odd thing is i i saw an article saying that one of them was actually in a documentary about terrorism last year oh really that there's actually v- uh, video footage of him oh wow in, in the in the documentary that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that. Wow, I, I don't know. But the other guy, Hamid Murad, who's 18, he just turned himself in. How many were there? How there many gunmen? Three of them. Three? Supposedly three of them. Mm-hmm. That's who they know. And So we only saw two get into the car. Right. Was one maybe already in the car? Is that what we're Maybe he was in the... Yeah, he might have been driving or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. knows what, what the deal was. But in, in any event, they also claim to represent Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. And, but they're, all, they're born in France because they spoke fluent French. One of the huh. witnesses said that they shouted, oh, we avenge the prophet, blah, 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 in French. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, fuck, it's a fucking weird thing. Uh, Francois Hollande, the president of France, he said that liberty will always be stronger than barbarism, which I hope that that's true. But yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look like I, I have the notes here. The attacks have now stirred uh, even more anti-Islam sentiment, basically, because in France, there is a uh, a lot of like immigration to France of Muslim population sure. and whatever. And there's like a far right group called the uh, the National Front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their quote was that the increased terror threat linked to Islamic fundamentalism is a simple fact. And that was by Marine Le Pen, the guy that like runs that. Yeah, that well, I read that they're they're really the government had the French government has been worried about um, these people like going back to Syria and becoming radicalized and then coming back to France, France. to carry out terror. Uh, that is part terrorists. of the concern yeah. that these guys maybe were already over there. They were in Iraq or something, and then now they came back. And I think try to do shit. Yeah, I think that's what they're suspecting is that yeah. they went over there, got all radicalized, and then came back. Yeah, um, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up, and I mean. It's probably going to be understandable that people in France are now going to be kind of anti-Islam, which isn't necessarily fair, but, no, you know, I mean, this is going to stir that pot for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, I, the other interesting thing that I read was that the most recent uh, issue of this magazine that was coming out, mm-hmm. it was fighting against Islamophobia, which is like the irony of the whole thing. They get attacked, <laughs> but there's apparently this book coming out with this guy, Michelle... Hualbech something I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how to pronounce his name but you guys can look it up. He has this book called Submission and it's a it's a future France in 2022 France. The uh fraternity Muslim fraternity party has taken over France. Okay. And it's sort of like an alternate future of like what would happen if this was the case. What is this? It's a movie? It's a book that oh, just came book. out. And the latest issue of uh-huh. Charlie Hebdo is about 
that this guy's kind of an asshole and an Islamophobe, uh-huh. and it's defending the religion and saying that it's not all of them in the religion. So, oh, so then I would assume in the book he puts a positive spin on Islam and the no, no, the he's again, no, he's no. he's imagining a France that is run by Islamists. Oh, so he went the other direction, right? Where he's oh, okay. saying, "Oh, it's going to be terrible." And blah, blah, blah. oh, okay. So that's what the magazine that was the most recent episode article that uh, issue mm-hmm. issue that's coming out was railing against this guy's book and being like, it's, you know, okay. uh, Islamophobia is ridiculous. I do have the cartoons. I have like 10 cartoons. We're going to look through them because okay. they're really interesting. And I would urge people to actually go look at them because... Yeah, share it. Yeah, share it because look that's going to be the there. opposite of what these dummies would want you to do. Exactly. Um, I will say this. Oh, and we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But Muslims around the world have obviously condemned the attack. Yeah. And I read today, though, somebody was saying like, it's bigoted that we have to ask Muslims or that we expect Muslims to come out and condemn the attack. But I disagree with that. Uh, no, they shouldn't have to. It's, it's understood. You, you have a bunch of radicals that do see, something. See, but this is the thing. Here, this is, go, go ahead, Andy. I, I was going to say, I don't think they have to apologize for it necessarily. I think we can all just be in agreement that those were just some extreme fucking assholes, and, like, and we all get that it was a bad thing. You don't have to come out because you're Islamic and be like, sorry for those guys. Like, I don't apologize for shit Catholics did back in the day. But if, but here's the thing. But this is the, this is the issue. Uh-huh. If Catholics were doing this yep. and you're Catholic, people are going to look at you and be like, well, do you think be this like, is the right Be like, why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Now, why'd you do it? But do you think that this is... Because it's not just like, like we've been having this argument kind of with... Um, black people and the police and whatever right. are are the protesters responsible for a nut that comes and kills cops? No, they're not. But the difference is, this is a organ. This is a group that you are a part of. You mm-hmm. are Muslim. You are Catholic. You are whatever. So I think to a certain extent, when it's part of a dogma, you 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 should come out and say no. That's not part of the dogma. Or well, that, correct the the misconceptions. About that's it. that's what I, I was saying. I guess I didn't say it clearly. Is that they shouldn't like. I don't know. I guess be like, yeah, we don't agree with them. But I feel like most people know that probably the majority of Islamic people aren't like cheering for this. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it makes I feel sense. Like, you know, there's always like a couple. There's always a couple bad apples in every. Maybe there's more there. I hate to say that, but that's the way the world's been the past ten, fifteen, twenty years. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't think you should be targeting like Islamic people and be like, "Hey, I expect an apology from you." No, and it's not an apology, but I think like it's important because a lot of people in France, obviously Muslim leaders, people in America, they've condemned this attack. I think the issue becomes where are the voices in the Muslim, in the actual Muslim world oh, yeah, yeah. that are coming out and saying this is wrong because you're risking death obviously you're risking your life if you're going to criticize these people and come out and condemn them but that is what is going to be necessary ultimately is for the people within the religion in the part of the world where this shit stems from to come out and say we condemn this we want to work with democracy and peace you know like that becomes an issue i, I brought a quote from this guy yasir could uh yasir kadi i guess is how you pronounce it he is a um a Muslim leader in the United States. And this is his quote. And this, mm-hmm. this is something that I want to talk about. He goes, loving the prophet is a necessary requirement of faith. Defending his honor is a sign of belief. This is done by following his teachings and practice, not by murdering in his name. Great. This is where it goes weird. He goes, even for those who believe that the penalty for blasphemy should be death, 
By unanimous consensus of all the scholars of Islam, this must take place after a legitimate trial by a qualified judge appointed by a legitimate Islamic state. Under no circumstances, Islam allow vigilante justice. That's still a no-no, though. Right. So this is what I'm saying. So for... And again, look, yes, I understand that a lot of Muslim people, and probably particularly most Muslim people in America, this is not an issue. Right. But I, I take umbrage with when you go... Yeah, look, if you blaspheme Muhammad, it's not that it shouldn't end in death. It's just that you should be on trial first about the blasphemy. That's that just you, as insane. Yeah, yeah that's, an ins- that's insane. And he's saying that like that's a, a rational, normal thing that you should be doing. I disagree with that's that. That's a mistake. Yeah. Right? I mean, like that's part of the mindset that allows people to become radical and, and, and end up at a, at a bad part of the spectrum because if you go yeah blasphemy is a thing that could potentially be punishable by death now you're just that's crazy talk that doesn't make sense to me see if you ask me he's just putting fuel on the fire with with that second statement see but he does that's the thing he doesn't think he's putting fuel on the fire he's trying to calm people by being like look like we don't we don't think not common run into a magazine (laughs) and kill people if they're really blaspheming we should put them on trial and, and then potentially have them executed like that is that's crazy. And then you also take the two guys or these three guys that perpetrated the shooting. Mm-hmm. It's almost logical then that they would go, well, we have the most faith. We, we have the most uh, belief. We hate that you blaspheme the prophet. We're going to go kill people. Yeah. Right? Like they're just taking justice, quote, justice into their own hands. Sure. If part of what this guy's saying is that it is actually just to kill people that blaspheme. That's, that is not a modern fucking idea. Ideology. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's an issue. And like, that's something I don't think it's bigoted to say that. I think it's just, we should be calling out any religion or any group that's saying you should be killed for the words you say about this imaginary person, essentially. So who is he again? I'm sorry. Uh, Yasir Qadhi, Q-A-D-H-I. Qadhi. And he represents? Um, I forget specifically what group he's from, but he he's like a, a well, he's like a scholar, an oh, Islamic a scholar, scholar, basically. This guy, um, what's his name? Abdullah al Afba, I guess. Okay. The editor in chief of this uh, major Qatari newspaper is um, telling people Muslims not to apologize for the shootings, because what he's basically saying, "Why would you apologize for a crime you didn't personally commit?" It's not a matter, but yeah, I I, I, I I agree with that. That you you shouldn't have just be okay. I I don't believe you automatically um, condone something because you don't speak out against it. It should be understood that mm. that is not. Okay, take that argument to Nazi Germany. Do you think people in Nazi Germany, and I'm not comparing, it's not a con- okay. it's not a comparison between this and Nazi Germany. That's not what I'm saying. But you would take sol- would you assume that the soldiers that didn't say anything that were in the Nazi party, they just didn't like what was going on but they had to do it? You would expect them to come out and go, this is fucked up. We condemn this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same same idea. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to apologize for the deaths if you're. If but you're it has Muslim. to be said. You, yeah, you but believe it, it has should to be, be said. said. Yes. Okay. Because if Catholics, when I, I mean, obviously, I don't like really associate with that, but I, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. If Catholics were just going on some kind of weird, like the Crusades were happening when I was mm-hmm. a kid, or whatever, as a young adult, I would expect that I would say, no, this doesn't represent what, I, what I'm involved in. I condemn this shit. It's, it's no good. The same way I, I would say it about any issue that's taking place as a citizen of, the, of so America. You know you what I mean? You would just hope that anybody, anybody involved, anybody anywhere would, would just say, no matter what religion, would just say, hey, this is wrong. I, I don't agree with it. People who are Muslim, uh-huh. if you're a leader in the Muslim world, I 
would hope and I would expect and I would think that the only way that things are actually going to change is for you to come out and risk death because that apparently is the issue. We have to get to a point where they're going to come out and say, we condemn this. These people are the fucking problem Mm -hmm. and we need to do Mm -hmm. what we can to root these people out and change the, because it's an ideology. It's something that can't be proven. It's based on faith. Which is always a fucking problem when you go, the more you believe, the better it is. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, no, that's dangerous because then you have this kind of like radical ideology where people are going to go out and do crazy things in the name of somebody that doesn't exist. You you need people in the, what? Good, what? You keep saying in the name of something that doesn't exist. Well, because it does, there's no proof one way or the other whether there is this God or Muhammad was real or Uh what he said was real. So that's the problem. Like that is the problem. I know that. I'm just saying a lot of people don't feel the way you do about that. A and lot that, of people do believe it does exist. And Right, here's a, here's my that's, question. That's part of the issue. <laughs> have that's you part of the seen problem. The, no, no, hold on, Joey. No, no, because let's talk about that because this is what I wanted to get into kind of like that th- I get it, right? There are people that that don't think that that's uh they they think that that Muhammad does exist. The prophet's a real thing. Yeah. And there's people who think Jesus is real. Right, and, exactly. And all that stuff. But a lot of people believe in religion, maybe even more more people probably believe in religion than people that don't, I would imagine. Sure, I, I would say that's probably true. The problem with that is that idea, that idea of believing in something that you cannot prove uh-huh. can easily be spun into, we should go murder Plenty, these cartoonists yeah, of course. because they blasphemed against this person that I love and blah, blah, blah. That's a problem. And I think that's a problem not just with Islam, it's a problem with all religions, essentially. No, because I, you're training people to believe shit that isn't pr- provable. You know. Yeah. No, I get. I get where you're coming from, but I'm just saying you can't say. And I get we're talking about this one specific situation, but you can't say that all religion is is like to be blamed for all this violent shit going on and all these like frenzies, which. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> See, because it, it's, it's, I'm not... It because, is partially, but it... I don't know. Right. See, it's a trick. And this is why I wanted to have the conversation, because it's a tricky thing. Yeah. I, I get... Religion is good for people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's a certain good for percentage a lot of, of the people. population, religion's a good thing. You go, you know what? I had a rough day at work. I'm going to go fucking pray. Pro- they probably say that. I'm going to go say the fucking rosary. <laughs> no, but they're going to go... You know what I mean? It's like, you, it's something to lean on, and it's something that's a personal strength. That's and great. And gives you hope. That's and it gives it you is. a sense of community. It's something to lean, yeah. Something to lean on gives you a sense of community. And gives you something to believe in. I get it gives that. Gives you some hope. I get that, but day. what is it then about religion in general and what is it about this particular religion today that is spurring on these people to kill or or to to react violently? Well, what what is the problem? Yeah, no, I'll give you that cuz not a lot of uh I mean I guess like they have been causing the most issues in the past 15, 20 years. Right. We're using them as the example. If this was the whatever, the Crusades time, yeah, we'd be exactly. talking about the Christians. We'd be talking about it that. It is what it is. But, but like, what is it? And what is it about other religions that don't do it? Because the Jews aren't fucking out there killing anybody, like, in the name of God or whatever. The Buddhists aren't. That's true. But, but what's the difference? I think it's dogma. You know what I mean? It's mm. It's this, like, harsh dogma of you cannot do this. If you do this, there is... You know, A plus B equals C. Right. That's the issue, and that's what I'm talking about. It's having this imaginary belief in something that you're now going to try to impose on everyone else. That's the other aspect of it. You want to have a personal religion? Ha- have it. That That's fine. But we believe in freedom of religion, freedom of speech, all that stuff. Don't let it infringe then on me, and that's what you're doing in this case. Yeah, I think that's a 
that's hopefully where we can get at some point is that everybody just, you know, have your religion. That's fine. But you don't have to shove it down my throat. I don't believe in it. Doesn't mean I should be murdered because I don't believe the same thing as you. Exactly. Right. Like, that's that'd that. be a nice place to get. It, it'll never happen. But I don't know if it'll never it'll never happen if we stop. Because here's the thing. You can't say like if I, if I was in a room with these two guys, mm-hmm. with these three guys, and I said to them, I was like, you know, what's crazy? Uh, Muhammad's not real. They'd be mad. They'd try to kill me. And they would kill you. That can't be where this this conversation ends. You know what I mean? We have to get to the point, even for people who are, and I'm saying, quote, just for lack of a better phrase, good Muslims, whatever, people that are not going to be radical. Yeah. We have to get to a point where they're not going to, where they'll, they'll have that conversation. Sure. Where they'll say, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? It is a personal belief. I'm not 100% sure I believe in it. Fine. But I don't feel like that conversation can go there. And I think we, but I think the other thing is, is there aren't a lot of like mentally balanced people going out and I don't believe there are a lot of mentally balanced people going out and carrying out these attacks. I believe you have to be kind of fucked up and sociopathic in your head to, to carry out stuff like this, whether you're, you know, you can be as into religion as anybody, but to be, to feel okay to walk into an office and shoot 12 to 15 people, that, that can't, that can't that just can't be stand. religion putting that on you. That has to be some kind of screw loose in your brain or before the fact. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And that's something I was thinking about yesterday when I, you know, I was thinking that we were going to talk about this. Like, right. What percentage of it is you have to be a crazy person just ready to kill anyway? And, and this gave you the chance. Right. This okay. gave you the opportunity yeah. to do it. But, but right. And, but, and again, but in that, I think then the sane people, which is the majority of people in a religion, the good people in that religion, mm-hmm. they have to be willing to, to have a conversation about it as opposed sure. to just, we can't talk about it because we might get killed. And that's a legitimate thing. Like we talked about this on the first episode with uh, the Bill Maher clip and whatever. Oh, right. Like with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like that's fun. It, you have to be able to t- uh, whatever you have to be able to talk. You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Right? No, it's like, I got. It. Um, you, you happened to mention earlier that you wanted people to come out and condone, uh, condone this. Yeah, they and don't then have I, to, but well, I think it's they like, should. Yeah, okay. not even should, but it's like we should be at a point where, yeah, even if you do believe in this thing, and maybe you even think that the cartoons are blasphemous, mm-hmm. you you can't come out and say, yeah, it's okay to probably execute these people by trial. That, that's okay. that's crazy. You know, you got to come out and say, no, this is not right. This is not the way to do it. My question for you is, have you seen the hashtag Jesus Chalet? Je suis Charlie? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. So isn't that in itself condoning the the acts that what the acts that happened no that just means i am charlie it just means like we are it's like when people boston strong or boston whatever. Strong. Yeah, oh, yeah. god that shit was so but it's long. the same thing though the, yeah is can we not? get rid of the fucking blah 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 strong thing i that drives me insane. and then like when vermont had that like badass what did they have they had like an earthquake or something shit know. and then it was like vermont strong and yeah all it's like nonsense i also don't like yeah jersey strong too oh right after the stronger than the storm yeah I don't like which uh, they weren't because that fucking whole pier burnt down. I went yeah. down there. I went down to the beach. Did not, not strong. No, nope, <laughs> not strong away. at all. Turns out that wasn't such a good idea. Yeah, I also don't like uh, like nation like Red Sox nation. Blah 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 nation. Well, it's just because you're a Yankees nation. fan. No, I don't. I don't. I don't care. Like the Rangers do Rangers Town. I think that's stupid too. Rangers Town. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like welcome to Rangers Town. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I'm against that as well. Why can't we just whatever? Oh, Joey, I have yes. something to tell you. So yesterday when I got home, it was like super late. The only thing that was on that I could find was, mm-hmm. uh, do you ever watch Impact Wrestling? 
Uh, it's TNA? not WWE. Yeah, yes. I guess it's TNA. I, I have watched some of it, and I went to a shooting years ago. In New York? You in, went to a Florida. shooting? Was no, it was I, it Islamic a... fundamentalists? What happened? I, I, mean, I, a I apologize. I misspoke. It was a taping, and Sting was there, and Sting was there. Hey. Oh, Sting or Sting? Which Sting? The Sting. The Sting. The Sting. <laughs> okay. Turn, where was this? In, in Florida. Okay. I guess they do TNA a lot in uh, New York. The, no, they just did one. They just did one. Oh, okay. That was like the first one they did. Okay. Haven't watched wrestling in a long time. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. Those storylines are so fucking ridiculous, and <laughs> it is so out of control. And the best part mm-hmm. was is a lot of the guys that were in the WWE when we were watching wrestling growing up are now like old and in TNA yeah. now. Yeah. And dude, oh my God, it, was, it is um, amazing. Uh, what's his face? Angle was there, right? Angle is now like in charge of that, I guess. Oh, good God. And he, yeah. It How was Kurt Angle? still alive i don't, don't know and he, i broke his neck like eight times <laughs> <laughs> it was oh my god it was amazing and like the dudley boys were on it and like yep. ray mysterio jr and all these people i hadn't seen in a long time and i hadn't watched wrestling in a long time and i was very tired and it was entertaining okay but he got really excited talking about it he did get I really did. excited i was really about. pumped um <laughs> listen to close out this conversation i brought mm-hmm. some cartoons okay which i'm pissed again i'm pissed that i didn't know about this shit before People had to die for me to find out about it, but I guess mm-hmm. in, a, in a weird, ironic way, it's kind of good because the stupid terrorist uh, blew this one because now I know about it. Um, the, the, I like these cartoons because they fucking went for it on a lot of these. There's a picture of like a really ugly like Muslim dude, and it says, stop insulting Muhammad, and then he's captioned saying, I'm Jewish, which is whatever. These probably aren't going to work <laughs> over audio now that I'm talking about it. Oh, yeah, we are filming we this, have video but now. nobody that's listening is going to see this video, but it's in the future you will be able to see it but just for our own edification these are like some of the the cartoons where i'm actually not going to read them because i don't think it works but I, I encourage you guys to go look up these charlie ebdo cartoons and fucking post share a couple of them whatever retweet people have been tweeting them because this is how you actually um we have to get to a point where you can stir the pot because these are I, like they're not offensive to me i'm not muslim even if i was were they wouldn't be offensive to me but i get that they are offensive you know what i mean they are meant to poke the beehive a little bit but let's get to a point where when the beehive gets poked the bees just come out and fly around a little bit and like and they don't try to stab people because bees that's, normally that's don't play that no bees don't play they that. stab people they're very protective lot. all right listen i think that was a good discussion on this i'm sure some shit's going to keep coming out about it we'll have to get into it at another time mm-hmm. do you guys want to enter my nightmare of scruffy yes i guess i've been excited all week about this i'm excited for you specifically andy to see this i think you're gonna think it's insane and i will say this if my mom is listening don't feel bad it's okay i got over it it's not your fault i worked through my issues with scruffy but i will say when i was cutting up the episode last night cutting up like the the cartoon it gave me that weird like feeling okay i'm yeah i'm wondering if i'm gonna recognize it like once you bring it maybe i don't know by the name and like i did see it as a kid was it like on tv like oh no it's just like a fucked up movie i feel here's what i feel like happened I feel like my aunt went to like Shoprite, found it in like a bargain bin because it said Scruffy with like a cute bin. dog yeah. on it, <laughs> and she gave it to me. And I was like, "Oh, look, it's a little cute little dog story." Turns out, no, there's it's it's one of the cra- this is the worst. This cartoon's the worst. So I so for people listening, here's what happened. But you didn't go hunt down those people and kill them. No, because I I don't believe in an, in an imaginary god and rational beings. And it comes do full that. circle. It comes all the way around. Well, and cartoons. Mm. Right. It's perfect. Here we are. Um. For everybody listening, it's an hour-long m- movie. I cut it down to like 15 minutes. 
We're going to go through it and uh, just strap in because this shit's insane. All right. So here's Scruffy. This is the cartoon I watched as a kid that, that psychologically damaged me. You ready, Jay? Yes, I am. Okay. A dog's life can be very nice. If he's with people who love him. <laughs> okay. It starts off nice. There's like some kids. It's like very classic cartoon look. How long is this? This clip? Yeah. 15 minutes. Trust me. Just trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> But if he's a stray, a dog's life isn't fit for, well, a dog. Uh. There are millions of them, and they have a terrible time. This is a tale based on the real-life story of one such stray. Which is bullshit anyway. You know it's not based on a real dog. How would that be? That doesn't even make sense. Stray named Scruffy. It began in one of these condemned houses. Even oh, before the projects, born, huh? the houses <laughs> yeah. were... Wait. Ouch. Being demolished. Everybody had to move out. Okay. But the people who owned our puppy's mother, Duchess, instead of taking her with them, tied her up in the yard. Duchess knew something... Right. See, now you've looked at me with, with a look of like, huh, what? So Why the dog the was case? left there to get... To get murdered. To die. Yeah. Yeah, wait. That's lovely. This is... You have no idea where this is going. Do you think a hobo dies during this? No, I'm glad we did the uplifting episode last week, though, because this, this is, is the worst really episode. in the opposite direction. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> was wrong. Okay, Duchess is crying. Oh, I hate to leave her. Can't she come with us? I only wish she could, but we're moving to an apartment. They don't allow dogs. What? what? <laughs> so instead of, like, giving, like... Giving the dog to somebody. They're going to tie it up and leave it there. A family member, whatever. It's like, no, we're just going to fucking kill it. Wait, they're going to resolve that in a second, but it gets fucked up because the dumb bitch that comes to take... You'll see. That's the moving van. We got to go. Got to go. Helen will be here any moment. Helen's coming to get Duchess. So things should be fine. Okay, Okay. right? Things will play out. This is a a children's cartoon. Things are going to be fine. Okay. And don't you worry. She'll love you just the way we do. Only a little less. (laughs) I'm Helen, your new mister. She, but also, she says, I'm Helen, your new mister, which I don't... What? What is that? That's like... Don't know. Classic uh, parlance? Don't I don't know. All right. Helen's here. Where are you? Oh, dear. She's broken loose. She can't be in the house. It's boarded up. Duchess broke free of the leash, and this dummy says she can't be in the house. It's boarded up. Turns out Duchess is in the house. She just uh. climbed through the obvious hole between the the... the board and the window there are a lot of holes yeah, yeah. it's so clear i encourage you guys to play along with this <laughs> and watch this along with us there's obviously the dog could fit through the hole all can right people find this like on youtube where'd you find it it's on youtube you okay, just type great. in scruffy it's in six parts and you can be all right watch it so let's watch yeah watch this with us okay Duchess. oh no use looking she's gone too bad she's if only she had called louder. What? What? <laughs> that is so disappointing for a child. You're just like, no, the dog's inside. Oh, Duchess. Oh, well, that dog's fucking dead. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is horrifying. Horrible. This is the first five minutes of this fucking thing. It gets way worse. All right, now Duchess is inside, just slagging it's around. Baby. I'm going to have my baby. <laughs> But then, one day, 
Okay, so now Duchess had the baby. I cut because it's just her having the baby. So Duchess was pregnant. Yeah, Duchess has been pregnant this whole time. You didn't know that. Duchess has a baby. Slut. Okay. (laughs) Little thing happened. We got permission from the fire department to burn this one. It's faster. Okay, start the fire. Wait, wait. How is burning the house faster than knocking it down with Who, a bulldozer? They would never allow you to do that. They would never just allow you to burn a fucking house down. And who starts a controlled burn by setting up a couple logs in the back of the house and lighting them with a torch? She's got some driftwood and a fucking uh, torch. Yeah. What, what is happening? She's so got now, a dab torch and driftwood. So there, now you have a dog with a puppy in a condemned house, and these animals are about to just set it on fire. Okay? What do you think is going to happen to the dog? Nothing positive. Okay, fire. Pete, look. Am I nuts, or did that dog come out of that chimney? Oh, my God. Duchess grabs the puppy that will be named Scruffy later, climbs up the chimney and onto the roof. Now, these dummy construction workers are like, what? There's a dog up there. She's got a pup. Okay, Can cut. So now I, what I, happened? I just cu- I cut that because it's like they get the dog off the roof. Uh, they we, get we the dog have, off the roof. We don't have two hours. They got a fucking ladder. They're construction workers. They oh, go okay. up there and get the oh, dog. So now the one construction worker, he brings the dogs back to his house. That's nice. All the way up a chimney carrying her little one. This no is hot ass wife. Got bloody. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I talked over. She goes, no wonder her paws got bloody. Oh. <laughs> I'm six. Yeah. What happened to them? Well... They could go to the animal shelter. The animal shelter? Ken, the Fine. animal yeah, shelter can only her. keep them for seven days. After that, if nobody wants them, they're put to sleep. Killed! Alice, I got a better idea. I rescued them. Why don't we keep them? It's great. Mm-hmm. Ha- ha- happy ending. Ken, I'd love that. And so would they. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, the little puppy is adorable. That's number one. So it just sucks you right in. All right. So, right. So now you think, okay, there's a little heartache. The house got burned down. Helen's a dummy. She can't figure out what the dog is. But it's okay. Now they found a loving home. Do right? we ever come back to market. Helen or is that it? Helen fucking actually, interesting. There's another cartoon where Helen crossed the street. She got hit by a bus. Really? Helen's <laughs> dead. Yes. Oh, fantastic. So she got her comeuppance. Good. So now they're at this house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, she is a bitch. She's a dumb, senile old lady, and she couldn't figure out what the dog was. So now, okay, so now they're at this house. Things seem fine. Yes, everything seemed fine. <laughs> As you could say. But Duchess was only waiting. One day. Come along now. Time for us to leave. Leave? Where are we going? Back to our people. I've only been waiting till you got big enough to travel. No, Duchess, no. Horrible move by Mistake. Duchess the mother. So now, I fast forward it a little bit here. Duchess and Scruffy are asleep on ice, it seems like, out in the woods. They just, because Duchess thought she knew where she was going. She misread the signs. That's an actual scene in the movie. Yeah. She's looking at signs. She thinks they have to go right. They go left. Wrong. Classic. So classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. So now they're out in the woods. Classic dogs reading signs and going the wrong way. Yeah, that's the other thing about this movie. The, the dogs have these the weird ability. They can't talk, but they can read, and they kind of like it's it's very strange. Do they uh, do they understand the humans? Yes, they do. They do. So shouldn't she have known when he said we're going to an apartment? We can't take the dogs. There's a lot of logical incongruity in this movie. I don't know why we're watching sense. this, man. dude. Wait, because it's going to get worse. You're going to really appreciate where All this right, goes. Let's speed up. Duchess and Scruffy are now out in the woods. Oh, Duchess sees a, a sheep just running around. Oh, she's going to fall into the ice. Nope, nope. 
You'd think that, but no. Okay, so they're having fun. Up, oh, she's kicking snow at the. Sn Wait, what is this? Sheep killing dogs. I'll fix him. What? Two hunters just look at the puppy and go sheep killing dogs, and they fire at the puppy. Mama. <laughs> Pretty lousy hunters. Puppy. Not yet. Oh, ready for it. Uh-oh! Oh, Bambi, Bambi. Scruffy and boy. Scruffy's a little girl. Oh. Okay. That gets actually, that gets cleared up later in the episode when a dog kind of like pedophiles the puppy. You'll see. Yeah. This is mental. Okay. So now Duchess is dead. The mother's dead. Okay. The dog, Scruffy's wandering around for a while. She comes to a bridge, an overpass, and there's a hobo under the bridge if this is as delicious as it smells it's a very classy hobo he's an actor you find uh, that. hamlet would say rest rest perturbed spirit <laughs> wait you're not a ghost are you <coughs> that's you look a dog like a dog i once had ah. her name was scruffy but you're only a puppy aren't you a hungry puppy <laughs> A hungry puppy. They should stick together, right? And I've got a name for you. Scruffy. That's who you are. Scruffy the second. Good night, little Scruffy. Sleep. So for the first time, instead of just puppy, she had a name. Scruffy. Oh. And she had found right. a master. She found Just a master. Devil's actor. It was love at first sight okay so now they're friends scruffy and this guy joseph tibbles they go around he teaches scruffy tricks scruffy can jump in the air and do flips and crap like that they go around panhandling people love the dog oh okay so the dog's part of the angle exactly so <laughs> they're it. getting money now because the dog is cute and yep. blah 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 so now they're friends now they're walking along with a bag of food now you think things are gonna be great this homeless dude's eating things are gonna be great sure Tonight, we shall have a sumptuous repast to celebrate our new partnership. Tibbles and Scruffy, we can't lose. Can't lose, huh? Hand it over. We know you're here. Give up! <laughs> yeah! Scruffy and Tibbles get accosted by these two dudes. <laughs> They're trying to steal the food. The food spills all over the place. There's a whole chase scene. The two robbers end up in a train car, and Tibbles slams them in there, so they get out of trouble. All right? It's insane. Okay. He did it! He locked them in! No, sir. Okay, now they're back onto the bridge. A couple of strays now, but not much longer, because soon as we can, we're going to buy a house. A little house, that's what. Just big enough for you and me. All right, that's sweet. So now you think, all right, they've been through some hardship. Things are going to be fine. What, what are you thinking so far, Joey? He's had a very sad... She's had a very sad life. Scruffy. It's troubling for a child to watch this, yes? Yes. Wait, because things are about to hit the fan. Oh, God. And we'll live there forever, forever, forever. 
<laughs> He's not going to stop coughing. My chest is pain. It's hurting. Oh, gosh. My tonic. Where's my tonic? A little nip and I'll feel better. Scruffy. Some passerbys come by. Call the paramedics. What are they doing around the bridge? They're just walking. Oh, okay. They're walking home. We'll take him to Fourth Street Hospital. Across the bridge. You're taking him away. No. Ah, Scruffy bites somebody. She doesn't want him to take Tibbles away. Ah, that's a mistake. Her, her master. No, it's all right. <laughs> Scruffy's running after the ambulance now, which is impossible for a puppy to keep up with a car. But okay. Now Scruffy's in the middle of the road. Oh, it's crazy. Scruffy falls off the side of the bridge. How? Watch. Oh, car goes by. She gets scared. Whoops. Puppy in the water. God, you can't catch a break. My favorite part of this is coming up in one second. By the way, this is very harrowing for a kid to be watching. Right? It's, it makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah, I'm in agreement with that. But we're like 10 minutes into this right it's now. It's okay. We're almost done. I'm, I feel very confident that people are enjoying this. Scruffy's master, Joseph Tibbles, died on the way to the hospital. They did an off-screen what? death. What? What? <laughs> Why would they do that? So they just brought this hobo character for no reason. <laughs> this movie could have been 10 minutes and it couldn't have been damaging. But no, they keep going. Now Scruffy's just bobbing around in the water. That was a really quick death, too. He had that cough. He, like, coughed twice and was like, oh, that's it. Never yeah. once has he coughed during the entire no, no, the rest no. of their relationship. It was not brought up at all. No. It was just like, <coughs> oh. Just when they're going to get a house, then they snatch it out of you, yeah. away from you. Two might die. She had fallen from the bridge. And she too might die. Right. That's what he said. That's exactly yes. what the narrator said. Whoops. Now here's this other dog. My name's Butch. I'll have you ashore <laughs> in no time. Is Butch the one who rapes her? <laughs> no, wait. That's coming up. This is the scene. So now this gray dog, this junkyard dog, Butch, shows up, saves Scruffy. Now they're in the junkyard. Mind you. She was floating down a furious river, and he just fucking popped up behind her and yeah. was like, hey, I'm Butch. I'm, I'm going to save you. This is over. We're all good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this movie's very good at just making up shit as it goes along. So now they're in a car in a junkyard, and they're going to meet some of the, the buddies that live in the junkyard. My confidence as a filmmaker is through the roof right now. I have oh, to we could you. do way better than this, of yeah. course. That's Kali. She belongs here. What's she carrying a boot for? Well, she thinks it's her baby. Huh? <laughs> She had one that died a long time ago. Since then, she's kind of mixed up. How's your puppy? Puppy. My puppy. What? <laughs> Why? Why would that be included? That she had a puppy, also died, and now she's got postpartum depression or something, and she thinks that boots her kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense why all this stuff would be included in the kids' movie. Oh no, God. like, especially that character. Right. That <laughs> is completely insane. Now, this is the, the potential rapist. Hey, Butch, who's he? <laughs> my mistake. You're a her, not a him. My name's Sam. What's yours? Scruffy. Uh, she's not grown up yet, Sam. Oh, well, in that case, wait a kiddo. 
That dog is a pedophile, potentially. Not, well, a sex offender. A sex I'll offender, right, not a pedophile. Yeah, he would have been like, perfect, and they would have grabbed the <laughs> yeah. dog. You're right, yeah. He but he's a sex offender. Now. He comes over and he boops the dog's nose. He's like, I'm going to fuck this one. <coughs> not yet, buddy. Wait a couple of years. All right, so this is the fucking junkyard that this poor dog is now living in. All right, now Scruffy is upset. She goes back to where Tibbles used to live under the bridge. At least the fire's still lit. Yeah. I wish I could bring him back. Aww. But all I can do is cry for him. <laughs> okay. There she is. All right now. Do it right, and I'll be her new master. Nice and easy now, Caesar. This dude shows up. He's got like another dog, like a mean looking Maybe dog. Great Dane or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He shows up. He wants to kidnap Scruffy because he is another like ancillary character throughout this thing. And he was noticing that Tibbles was using this dog to get money. Was he one of the fellows locked in the train? No. no. Now, those are separate robbers. That's oh. a completely, this is a horrible town. Yeah, I was going to say, this is yeah. a horrible It's condemned place. buildings, a junkyard. There's dogs running all over the place. It's, it's like New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. So, anyway, so. Uh, Butch is about to realize that Scruffy's not there. And so he's going to go look for Scruffy. Meanwhile, these two animals are trying to get Scruffy. Scruffy, where are you? Not here. Hmm, but she was a couple of minutes ago. And so is a man and a dog. A big dog. Hey, that could be Caesar. If it is him, she's in big trouble. Caesar's the big guy. Okay. There she is. There's Caesar and the man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Caesar and the man are at a supermarket while Scruffy is entertaining the clerk doing tricks. They're robbing the place. And Butch is like, whoa, what is going on here? Standing right behind him, mind you. The clerk's a dummy just like Helen. May she rest in peace. <laughs> hey, they're crooks! <laughs> Scruffy, they're crooks! While you're doing tricks, they're stealing! They can't do that! <laughs> Scruffy oh, grabs the bag oh. of money! Scruffy grabs the money! She took the money! Money? What money? Uh-huh. It's gone! What money? <laughs> the cashier's a total Southern asshole. He yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. What money? Now they're back at the junkyard. Caesar and Butch have a fight. Um, just what happened to the money? Nebulous. It's gone. Oh, I don't okay. know where it is. We're we're almost done with this. I was gonna say how much longer. Is it? I'm so, well, I, well, I can me. guarantee you everybody has dropped off at this. Point. I guarantee you that's not true. I know that's not true. We'll see in the comments. Yeah, we'll see in the comments. I don't like your negative attitude, frankly. I don't like this video. I don't either, but I want to share my pain with the world. She's not going back. You're going to stop me? If I have to. I haven't had a decent fight in a long time. Butch and Caesar fight. Better get out of the way. This is going to be rough. <laughs> Joe loves it. All right, so they're having a yeah. Joe's enjoying this. I think he he would he enjoys this thing. He enjoyed <laughs> that one line. He's been laughing the whole time. He has not. Look at how upset John is. By the way, John's fine. John's <laughs> dude, enjoying this. He's too. been off this for a long time. He's I just, saw him laugh once. He's just texting. And he's fine. <laughs> he put the headphones on because he's interested. He's just doing office he's work. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so big fight now between Butch and Caesar. 
Scruffy's crying. I probably could have cut this part a little bit. I should have. All right, they're fighting. I should have cut it a little bit. Whoops! Oh. Caesar scratches his face bad. I should have cut this part. Scruffy's acting a damn bitch right now, by the <laughs> way. Scruffy's not she, helping at all. She could have jumped in and, like, thrown <laughs> sand in his eyes or something. <laughs> she didn't do anything, but she's just a pop. She was kicking snow in that sheep's face. She can't kick sand in the big dog's face while point. her buddy who saved her life is getting killed. No, you're right. That's Come a fair on. point. I meant to cut this. Honestly, I meant to cut this part down <laughs> a little bit. You did Okay. So Butch scares away Caesar. Beat him. You bet he did. We never figured nobody to beat Caesar. Where never. were those fellas? They were just—they were just watching. They're clowning around. The collie's there with her baby shoe. <laughs> the other ones are drunk. They're—they're just—they're just—they're around. And the sex offender was just railing somebody. <laughs> well, that's him talking. But right, yeah, he uh, was off banging guys. He should have went and banged Caesar. <laughs> While they were having the fight, he should have mounted him from behind. Probably Dogs be, can do that. Probably be into it. The noise woke us up. Yeah, we missed the start, but boy, who want to finish? <laughs> you are hurt. <laughs> He's got Aww. like obvious blood streaks on his face, which I think is unnecessary. They could have just put like a little band-aid on him or something, like in a regular cartoon, but no, they went with blood in this one. Alright. No. I'm okay. Oh, oh no. He uh, Bush Butch no collapses way. also. Alright, we'll skip this part because Andy's Andy's dying. Butch collapses, Scruffy cr- starts crying, she goes and prays just the way Tibbles would. And and sure enough, Butch wakes up. Now this goes on for like another 20 minutes. There's just like bullshit of them running around in the junkyard. Turns out the dog catcher shows up at the junkyard where these dogs are staying. This is where it gets really crazy. The dogs are running around. What's that? Look, only two of them. Where's the rest? Never mind. We go with what we've got. <laughs> the dog catcher. I'm getting tired. What are we going to do? Scruffy can't keep running. The dog catcher oh, catches Scruffy. Oh, yeah. Butch sees it. He chases Wait. after the dog catcher. He wants to be caught too. It's the other one. Okay. So now they both get caught. They're at the pound. This is where the, the, the crux of this story takes place. And the whole point of the stupid cartoon, which is like dogs at the pound have a bad life. Scruffy okay. hardly sees pauses. Sure. When we talked about doing this segment. Uh huh. Chris brought up the fact that it was really horrible because of the pound scene. We're now, what, 14 minutes into the segment? We're just now getting yeah, to maybe, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is because you got it. Well, no. Ha- my you po- believe you have to have all this context leading up to the pound scene. Do you need to see the... Okay, would, would you believe this cartoon is bad if the hobo doesn't die? If Helen doesn't ignore the fact that the, the dog probably is just in the house. There's a fire. There's bloody paws. There's a fight. There's a rapist. There's a, a, a borderline uh, a crazy collie that thinks a, a fucking shoe is her dog. That's fine, but this is the all... The dog almost This drowns. is all just making you feel better about a very horrible thing that happened to you in your childhood. Agreed? Uh, it's making me feel a little better, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and at dawn, the first thing she saw... Oh, no! That's where they take us to, to... Don't look at it. We ain't gonna... <laughs> <laughs> the crematorium, essentially, for so dogs. there's a gas chamber. Yes! A that's what I'm okay. saying! Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> all right. Each day, the routine was the same. Dogs that were caught were put into that day's cage. That's it. In you go. People don't want them anymore. They kick them out, throw them out of cars. 
anything. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> throws, throws their dog cars. out of a moving car. So Somebody in this fucking movie would. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised the dog hasn't been curb stomped yet. That's what they get for being loyal. This guy's really rubbing salt in the wound. What's the matter with you, kiddo? What do you mean? Why didn't you do those tricks of yours? She'd have taken you if you did your tricks. Oh, yeah, because people obviously come. It's a pound that you could potentially get adopted. Pound Town, sure. Yeah. Mm. I could. Jared Freed goes there all the time. Pound Town, TFM. TFM. Yeah. Because I want to be with you. Jared Freed, Sam, we are with you. Butch, you're all I got. I love you. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I love you too, kiddo. Ah, so they love each other. Scruffy and Butch had only one day left when a reporter came to gather material and pictures for a story. They're all looking at that building. That's where... Right. Where we put them to sleep. I could use a shot of that. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This fucking sicko shows up. He's he's taking dog snuff porn. It's, oh, my God. Why was this done like this? I don't even understand why this movie's made. Snuff films. Uh, What's that Nicolas Cage one? Eight millimeter. Eight millimeter. Nicely done, Joe. Joe's like jerked it. off to that Watch a million books. times. This movie should be called Snuffy, not Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? They always do. <laughs> <laughs> so these dogs know they're gonna get gassed, huh? Yeah. Yes. And, the, and the gas, the guy who works there is basically Bill Dotree from King of the Hill, correct? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Those two? Yes. Tomorrow's their last day. Or Milton shows. from Office Space. More yes. Milton from More Office Milton. Space. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. We'll take the big. What was that? Droopy dog. Yeah, yeah. The guy could be like droopy dog. Maybe he was reincarnated. We only got a couple minutes left of this. I'm sorry if you think it's dragging. I disagree. I think it's great. I Joe, think let's just Joe's it. giving me the thumbs up. Andy's just <laughs> impatient. Andy's Andy. I'm not impatient. I'm just sensitive to the listeners being like. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'm just saying I I might have gone over to WTF by this point. Uh, that podcast sucks. Look, what? people are not. People that are fans of the show, they're interested in what we have to say. This is a little bit, it's a dark movie, but we're, ta- we're taking a light approach to it. Joe thinks it's awesome. Joey, I think, I, is I'm enjoying, enjoying the it. shit out of this. It's about the struggles I think of life. Just, he's just worried. Look, people are with us, okay? They're all with us. All the Samsonites are here. It's going to be great. So the man let's in continue. charge is bummed out. That's all I'm saying. No, he's fine. He's doing work. He already told us. All right, so <laughs> here we go. This, this is Scruffy and Butch's last day at the pound. Guy first. We'll give the puppy a few extra hours. There's always a chance for a puppy. Oh, Butch. Okay, now they've mar- they're have they marching Butch to the gas chamber. No. Sick. Not the hero. <laughs> the call from the governor? Nope. <laughs> no pardons here, Joey. Dude, bite him in the balls. Like... I never got to hit that. He's not dead yet. Don't say was. He's not dead yet. This movie fucking is insane. Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Question. Uh, on the screen, it said Tuesday, Wednesday. Weren't they all caught on the same day? So shouldn't they have all been in the same? No, no, no. Only, uh... No, they were caught separately. Scruffy and Butch. Oh, that was separately. after. Oh, okay, yeah, my yeah. Don't worry about it. Stop! Hold everything! What? Wait a minute. Why? Hold everything? What do you mean? I mean that reporter story about the pup scruffy scruffy the dog in the tuesday cage is this her last day only you can save her hundreds of people are calling they all want to give scruffy a home maybe some of the other dogs but what about butch 
Well, wait, they're about to ask about that. Hey, you haven't put a friend to sleep yet, have you? Did they put the friend to sleep yet, Joey? Over under. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's not how over unders work, but. No, it's not. Jo- Joe's going to go into the parlay here. Okay. The big guy. Joe's saying Come words on. he doesn't understand. <laughs> He's alive! Yay! Yes! Motherfucker! <laughs> we got through this thing in 15 minutes. This thing's an hour. It took an hour to get to something good happening. <laughs> but that, okay, that so this is the this is the wrap up, Andy. So pay attention to it, okay? okay Butch right. and Scruffy both alive. They got adopted. Listen to the crazy ending to this stupid thing. Another special day, six months later, when Scruffy was named Dog of the Year. <laughs> wow! By who? <laughs> By what? Couldn't attend the ceremony. Scruffy couldn't she attend. She was much too busy with her new family. Oh my! Wait, goodness. what? Uh-huh. Oh wait, what? Strange. It's a true story. There was a real Scruffy, and much of what you saw actually happened. But so, kid, just in case you thought this was fictional, <laughs> be aware that homeless dude actually <laughs> Who is this had whore? a heart attack. She's the puppy, the puppy's new uh, owner. Most strays are not as lucky as Scruffy. Damn tart. There are millions of them, and they have a terrible time. They're abandoned by unfeeling people, hungry, neglected, lost. It shouldn't be that way. Maybe some of us can think of ways to change it. So you're telling me that it's an hour and 20 minutes? It's an hour. It's an hour movie about spraying or neutering your dog. Ba- basically, I don't know what the point of this thing was. Not spraying, spaying. <laughs> spraying. Yeah, you got to spray and neuter that thing. Spray and neuter. Uh, so anyway, so that's Scruffy. That's uh, just insane. I don't understand. That's our what... show, ladies and gentlemen. That was it. No, well, Joey's going to read from Fifty Shades of Grey. Did you Did you have anything else, Joey, that you wanted to? Andy, did you have something you wanted to talk about? I had a segment called Andrew Rediscovers World Star Hip Hop. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. So. We got a couple of minutes. We got yeah, 10, 15 right. minutes. So right. I've been. Um, the past couple of days, well, you guys know, I work this job here. I have another job in Connecticut, and that takes up almost all my time. Yeah, right? as mm-hmm. governor of Connecticut, yeah. As governor of Connecticut. So seven days, and what do you do when you have absolutely no free time? You take a third job. Yes. And then- That's what I was going to say. When you have <laughs> absolutely no, no time, you go on World Star Hip Hop just to make yourself laugh a little bit. And I don't know how it came, I don't know how I, like- came back you know about the site right of course yeah yeah of course like every good like knockout video or every good, like the there. most ridiculous video you could ever see is always going to be on world star and i've just like i don't know man i get home at like 3 30 in the morning i have to go to sleep soon can't stay up for a long time because i got to get up early right but like i you don't want to s- put a show on you don't want to right know. exactly right. like but i will sit in my bed i'll put my phone on the charger and i will laugh at like world star videos for like a half hour yeah. it'll give me a little bit of enjoyment maybe i'll smoke a little bit first watch that and then it, it's great right so i sent chris a video last night from world star and you tweeted it, to it you, was, yeah. yeah i tweeted it to you and it was uh, I don't know. I guess I don't have any. We don't have any videos because your computer is plugged in. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can probably go to it. Go ahead, keep talking. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah. Just on my Twitter page, there's a bunch of like funny videos from World Star that I retweet. They're they're all like really ridiculous, but I guess if you anybody can find the humor in them, 
which I, I think is is the best part about him. Yeah, I mean, agree? it's like it's the uh, it's like the hardcore YouTube. I guess. Like, yeah. if you don't have to search for anything crazy. It's just going to be there. The, uh, yeah, this is the video that Andy sent me. Uh, <laughs> just some Russian dudes in a car. Well, what happened the, to them? You got to put the audio on. I know. I will. Hold on. Okay, so. Okay, so the, the, fun, the, the joke about that video is when you hit, you know, the auxiliary cord mm-hmm. in the car. The, there's this whole big thing on Worldstar of like when you hand somebody the auxiliary cord, like when your buddy hands it to you, and the, and then they always show like a car exploding, like because right. you put on the fire ass shit, like you <laughs> yeah. put on the fire music. Uh-huh. So that's that's the joke of that is that like you they hand you the aux cord and they're obviously getting in a car accident and they're all getting tossed around the car, but the heavy bass is just like. That's the thing. You that's set the that shit on fire. Yeah. yeah, like you put that song on and everybody's just fucking right. It is what it is. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I haven't slept a lot. Well, in the you sent it to me days. because you were saying uh, when you pick the song, that's what happens for the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah. What song uh, do we have for the end of the episode? Okay, for today, Might as well talk about that. which is an exact opposite of rap, but um, I have a song by Jason Isbell, not Isbell, Jason Isbell from uh, Drive By Truckers. He was in that band. He's solo now, and the song is called Outfit. It's a live acoustic version of him at, I believe they were at a radio show in Seattle. Like, they were just on the show, and he was playing some songs acoustic. Okay. And uh, it's a great it's a great version of the song, and it is, it, like, I think you're going to like it. And I was Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I was telling Chris before the show is uh, he's doing a show at the Beacon Theater uh, February 7th. Right, which is like two, like a block from here. So I'm gonna go to that, and if you want to, I can like send you over his albums, and like you can listen to it if you want to come. I would appreciate it. Okay, but, great, yeah, that sounds good. So then we're gonna end the episode with that. With yeah, uh, outfit by Jason Isbell. Very cool. Nice. I do want to just say, going back to Scruffy thing, I did get an email about it. So in your face, uh, somebody wrote me an email and said, "Dude, I had that movie as a kid. Brutal fucking shit." I recall the Pregger's mother dog being flat out abandoned by her owners along with their foreclosed house. And he goes on in the email and says, side note, enjoying the podcast. Keep it up. Thank you very much for that email. I appreciate it. It makes me feel not so alone in the world. Right? I mean, we got... Sure. sure. We got a response for people. Yeah. I think they're going to like the scruffy bit. Uh, Joey... Yes. Do you have any topics? Do you have anything quick you want to cover? Because uh, we're I'm gonna... good with the topics. If you want me to just read my, uh, my favorite thing right now, I can do that. Oh, yeah. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey excerpt. Yeah, we're going to let Joey uh, close out the show while reading a Fifty Shades of Grey excerpt. Guys, Mm -hmm. thank you very much for tuning in. Look, I'm sorry if you didn't like the Scruffy thing. We'll get back to like 100% news next time. I did have a a trailer for the new Jennifer Lopez movie that I think is terrible. We could just watch that next week and talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's really funny. Uh, if you want to listen to this podcast, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you go on soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson subscribe. You can leave comments there. We'll answer them. We'll probably talk about it on the show. You can email us at mandatory Samson at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at man Samp. He's a underscore Lozy. He's at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. And you can also go on uh, iTunes. You can rate, subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever you want. Also, I'm on Snapchat, Man Samp. I appreciate people following me, and I, I like Snapchat. Oh, can I just bring up one kind of funny thing real quick? Please do. Okay. So um, Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite uh, directors. PTA, like, well, sure. PTA, sure. Uh, he was just on WTF last week. Uh, last not week, a great I podcast, guess. but you can shut the fuck up with saying <laughs> that, it's it's my favorite show. And uh, and uh, Lake Ladder was on it today. But anyway, 
Um, there's a really funny story. Have you seen the movie Boogie Nights? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know the scene where Burt Reynolds is yelling at Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, you've been up for two days, you're doing blow, blah, 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 and Mark's like, no, I'm not, and then mm-hmm. Burt says, nevertheless? Yeah. Okay. So the actor in that scene, separating the two of them, kept laughing when Burt Reynolds said, nevertheless, and um, Paul Thomas Anderson couldn't figure out why, so he had to pull him aside. And he tells him the story. The actor tells Paul Thomas Anderson the story about how he was at a football game when he was younger, uh-huh. and they announced this woman to sing the national anthem. Her name's like fucking, I don't know, Emma, like whatever. Whatever. Her name yeah, is. Emma Fitzgerald. And they're like, and now to sing the national anthem, Emma Fitzgerald. And one person in the crowd goes, Emma Fitzgerald sucks cock. <laughs> and the announcer goes, Nevertheless, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's great that the uh, and so the, like he got busting uh, up over the and I've been laughing about that. That's story really for funny. A while, I yeah. like the presence of mind of the announcer to just be like, never the never she might suck, yeah. but like that's what it is. It's like some dude yells that. Not only does he acknowledge, he hears it, but acknowledges it, and he's just like, <laughs> nevertheless, that's go ahead, honey. That's hilarious. Yeah, unflappable. That's great. Uh, all right, great story. Boogie Nights, great movies. Check it out. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson and watch the commentary on it. On oh, okay. Boogie Nights. Yeah, I've never done DVD. that. But oh, God, great movie. it's amazing. Um, guys, listen, thank you for listening. We will be back next oh, week. Oh, and go see Inherent Vice in theaters uh, tomorrow. I've heard bad things about that. Yeah, well, I'm in it, so go see it. Not true. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. We're going to be back uh, next week and all the weeks after that. It's going to be great. Joey, are you ready for your famous segment? Yes. All right, this is Joey reading from 50 Shades of Grey. Christian is now standing over me, grasping the plated leather riding crop. He's wearing old, faded, ripped Levi's, and that's all. He flicks the crop slowly into his palm as he gazes down at me. He's smiling, triumphant. I cannot move. I am naked and shackled, spread-eagled on a large four-poster bed. (laughs) Reaching forward, he trails the tip of the crop from my forehead down the length of my nose so I can smell the leather. <laughs> Keep going. It's, you're doing a great job. And over my parted, plating lips. Nope, panting lips. Panting lips. He pushes the tip into my mouth so I can taste the smooth, rich leather. Suck, he commands with this voice. Soft. My mouth <laughs> closes over the tip as I obey. Enough, he snaps. I'm panting once more as he tugs the crop out of my mouth Trails it down and under my chin. And down on my neck. Chin. Chin, okay. And down my neck to the hollow at the base of my throat. He swirls it slowly there and then continues to drag the tip down my body. (laughs) What's funny about that, Joey? This is erotic. Keep going. Between my breasts, over my torso, and down to my navel. I'm panting, squirreling. Pulling against my restraints. <laughs> Squirming. <laughs> Keep Squirling. Going. We'll leave Squirling. it at that. I'm so squirrely right now. That one. <laughs> Biting into my wrists and my ankles. He swirls the tip around my navel, then continues to trail the leather tip south through my pu- pubic, mm, pubic hair to my clitoris. He flicks the crop, and it hits my sweet spot with a sharp slap, and I come gloriously shouting my release. Abruptly, I wake, gasping for breath, covered in sweat, and fearing the aftershocks of my orgasm. Holy hell, I'm completely disoriented. What the hell just happened? Am I in my bedroom alone? How? Why? 
I sit bolt upright, shocked. Wow. It's morning. I glance at my alarm clock, 8 o'clock. I put my head in my hands. I don't know why I could dream sex. Is it something I ate? Perhaps the oysters and my internet research manifesting itself in my first wet dream? It's bewildering. I had no idea that I could orgasm in my sleep. There it is, folks. Joey, wow, that was tantalizing. I really enjoyed that. I noticed... you never never mind. It what? was great. No, go ahead. What did he? You no, you just misread like a couple words, but you made it your own thing. He turned it into something. Yeah, you turned it into your own thing. That was awesome. You seem I don't know. You doing good? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Are okay. you hard right now? What are you doing? No, yeah, I, what's, I'm, what's going I'm just on? upset that it was a dream. Okay. Well, that that's the thing. It's a little twist. That's why I picked because, that because, it, because it's like it, it never even happened. Because you think she's sucking on the the leather riding crop, but it turns out no, she's just imagining it. So that's you can see sort of her mindset is changing now over the course of this thing. She was sucked in by Christian Grey, mm-hmm. and now she's really starting to uh, love it. And that book definitely was written horribly. Like I remember when I was I was going who, who out. Who says holy hell like that in a book? Right. Like, it's just well, stupid. I just remember like <laughs> when I was going out with my ex when when those books came out. She was like, yeah, they're pretty good, but they're written just like awfully. Yeah, they're like, like a children's like, book. They, yeah, they don't make any sense it's the like, way they're written. It's like scruffy. It, it's kind of <laughs> like scruffy. Uh, but guys. anyway, oh. Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, Joey, yes. you go on. T- oh, when Jared came on. He <laughs> yeah. just keeps realizing stuff. Yeah, I just keep realizing <laughs> What's stuff. happening? When Jared came on, you yes. said you were going to put into action all those suggestions. Great. Once the new year started. Yeah, the, the match.com. I have not done it. If you want, we can set it up today. Okay. Well, it's the eighth day of January. Here, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, I'm at the point where I kind of want to start dating again, not just sexing random chicks. So mm-hmm. we should. you should make that. I'll maybe make a Tinder profile or something, okay. and we'll get that going, and then we can give updates on that throughout the show. Amazing. Nice. Eskimo buddies. That's Eskimo great. buddies. Yeah, we'll Eskimo fuck the buddies. same chick. Oh, Joey understood that reference. He got extremely excited. The league. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening. This has been really cool. We're excited. The next couple of weeks, there's going to be video attached to this thing. We'll be streaming on the internet. Uh, thank you to John Fatigate for being here. Thank you to Joe uh, Ferrari for being here. Thank you to Stand Up New York Labs, Aaron Friedman, the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm Chris. That's Andy. This is Joey. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast. We'll be back next week. <laughs>